You're listening to Filmmakers Drinking Bourbon. Hey, what's up, Internet? It's Brandon. And Brandon. So, yeah, I'm alone in the booth today, guys. It's just me. I'm drinking coffee, not even sipping on bourbon. Felt felt might might be too depressing to slip on bourbon today. Um, just kidding. Uh, not that depressing. Actually, Alex is off in uh, Portugal with his lovely wife, and they are traveling all over and and checking things out. And so we got a great show lined up for you today. Uh, Frank, the producer, is always 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 hard at work, and he's connected us with a Louisville-based filmmaker, Jamie Buckner. And he's done doing some cool stuff with Derby City Productions. He's done got a film he's been working on. And we're going to, again, hear again from another great working filmmaker, somebody who's got a dream, chasing things, going for it, and they're not waiting around. They're just going to get it done. And we're going to hear a lot about his journey today. So let's uh, dial him up on the Magical Mystery Tour, and uh, we'll get connected. All right. Hey, are you there? Yeah, hey man. Hey, How are what's, you? what's up? Sometimes our phone doesn't work here. We got this weird It's it's actually fueled by bourbon. <laughs> so our, our phone system here has a, a bourbon antenna and it so sometimes it drips a little bit. Uh, my so, favorite kind of antenna. Yeah, exactly. My favorite kind of anything. Exactly. So you're you're in Louisville, right? Louisville guy. Well, I'm born and raised in Louisville. I actually have been uh, based in uh, New York. I'm, I'm sitting up in Brooklyn right now. But uh, oh, nice. my, my, my heart resides in uh, in Louisville pretty much all the time. That's, that's yeah, that's where I try and go back. And uh, I try and make it back to shoot uh, any of my, like, sort of creative endeavors whenever I can. So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, Louisville, Kentucky, born and raised. But I think we're pushing just about 13 years up here uh, in Brooklyn. Nice, And man. I bounce all over to work, too. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's good, man. So, so it's it's go for it Sorry. yeah no how, how did we connect how did we connect with you i know frank is always on top of things so uh are you are you a working filmmaker do you moonlight as a filmmaker kind of connect the dots for us on on how how you got to us so i am a big uh podcast fan uh just in general and uh anything called filmmakers making bourbon is going to speak directly to me or drinking bourbon is going to speak directly to me obviously uh so i love the idea for the show i love the show itself love you guys and uh and so i reached out um because we got this movie this uh romantic bowling comedy we shot down there a little while back that's out in the world now a romantic uh, bowling comedy that's right. World's first. World's first Amazing. romantic bowling family. Yeah. Yep. So, Rombo we started calling it. Yep. Sure. So you've got this thing happening, and you said, hey, let, let's reach out to the, the FTB guys, and let's see if we can talk shop. Let's see if we can chat it up a little bit. And it didn't hurt that you guys are, uh, are down there in Cincinnati, because that's sort of my home away from home as well. It's where my wife's yeah. from, and I went to uh, northern Kentucky down there for college. So awesome. I'm, I'm and, you know, we don't have any pro teams, so uh, I'm one of the long-suffering uh, Bengals slash Reds fans as well. So, like, you know, <laughs> I, like, I, I, I love, uh, I love uh, Cincinnati folk through and through, for That's sure. That's great. So, but now you're in Brooklyn. That's right. And, and are you, do you work for a production company? Are you a freelancer? What role do you play? As you, do, are you, you have, like, a, what's your A position on a, on a crew? Talk a little bit about that. It's, so I freelance, I've been freelancing for 
quite, I guess, goodness, since like what, 2002, 2003. And uh, so I freelance, I just sort of worked my way up mainly through like the production ladder, uh, lots of office work a little location work but so now uh, depending on the size of the project i'll produce line produce or you know like production supervisor is what i do what i'm what i'm just about to jump onto on season three of the showtime show called billions uh yeah. so that being a larger project i I'm, I'm supervising which is basically a uh, a uh, non-guild um uh, production managing position. So, uh, I've been doing that for years and years. Uh, you know, worked on a lot of movies up here, just sort of kicking and screaming reluctantly went to TV, but it's, uh, it's sort of just what's happening here in New York and it's, it's a good show and, you know, TV is kind of where a lot of the best filmmaking's happening these days anyway. So, uh, but yeah, I've, I've been very lucky. I've worked on a lot of cool stuff, both back home and, uh, kind of all over the country i've done some work in boston was down in new orleans for for about six months on a movie that was a blast um so yeah i just kind of i'm just kind of grinding away depending on the projects and then sort of in between things i'm still writing and uh making my own you know between shorts and this feature that we did and you know i'm helping a friend produce a documentary and i'm writing my next feature right now so i'm sort of all over the place i got um I like to tell people I got the world's uh, greatest uh, day job slash fallback plan working on these larger, <laughs> working on these larger productions. You know, it's like I'm not, I'm not, you know, doing like data entry at some temp job, and I'm not waiting tables. Both obviously great ways to uh, make ends meet as well. But I just I happen to have a really great. I'm really fortunate to be able to work on these things where I'm sort of learning by osmosis, even when I'm not directly working on my own creative projects. Yeah, that's cool, man. So we had. Uh on our last show, we had one of the coordinators who she worked on Breaking Bad and um, and Benji, Benji mm-hmm. which was pretty awesome. Benji. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, do you mainly stay in like sort of production office wing of side of things, or do you get to the craft side at all, or do you have uh, on, on that realm as far as you know? Do you shoot? Do you light any of that? Uh, mostly what I do is office or has been office oriented. I would say from my experience, uh, so it'd probably be similar to what uh that young young one's name i forgot her name i I saw the episode listen the episode um it's very similar sort of thing but i'm more especially in recent projects i'm really hands-on i'll do all these go on all the scouts and you know i'll be on set especially like the late nights when when certain other folks want to want to be home with uh with like families or something and we'll we'll sort of split up the night shoots versus the day shoots and try and make it you know when you're working with a really good crew you 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 sort of and billions is great about this and everyone we work with over there you try and maintain a work-life balance as best you can within the sort of the crazy parameters that production brings sure so um so I'll cover set from time to time when uh, when when it warrants on like a later night shoot or like a super early call or something like that, uh, and I, and I honestly like prefer boots on the ground, sort of like being on set and sort of being where all the action's happening. But I I, I kind of I do admittedly have a soft spot from having done it for years and years for sort of the the unsung heroes of sort. Of of the office and clerical world of productions and you know like the accounting teams and <laughs> sure. uh, and you know the assistants and things like that it's it's sort of like it's funny having worked in it for so long how sort of unsexy it sounds when you describe it my wife's gotten very very, very good at, at, uh, at sort of pitching what i what i do for a living much better than me i if depending on the the mood and if i've had like a bad day i'll be like i don't know i handhold for a living sometimes <laughs> But then, That's you know, but, but truth be told, you know, what I've really, what I've really boiled it down to over the years is, um, I kind of like, I kind of like 
thinking that I work for the circus in a weird way where it's sort of, uh, you know, or, or we're like sort of like a, a, a band of gypsies that sort of just jumps from town to town or office yeah. to office or here in New York, you know, just like we'll, we'll sort of descend upon a certain part of a certain borough and where there was nothing or there used to be like a, an office that's closed down or like an old warehouse that's been emptied we'll just go in there and we make it a fully functioning set and production office and sort of like meeting space and all these great things happening and where there was nothing and then the season or the movie or whatever will be over and you just kind of disappear into the night you know it's pretty it's pretty amazing it's a lot of fun thinking of it that way yeah i always tell people that film production is a lot like summer camp like you all get together, you have this crazy moment, everybody's hugging and kissing at the end, and then like you'd never see anybody ever again until like the next time you assemble. <laughs> totally. Totally. It's very it's very similar to that. And what's funny is when I first started doing it, how like emotional it can get. Yeah, when you it's super emotional. It. Yeah. Yeah, it really does. You're just like, Man, these people are so great, I'm never gonna see them. And New York's especially <laughs> sort of funny in an opposite way because it's it you learn very quickly that it's a it's a pretty small little island and it's oh, a pretty yeah. small industry. So even if I like, I'll meet somebody on a movie and be like, Hey, it was really great to work with you. You know, we'll stay in touch. And you know, now with like Facebook, Instagram or whatever, you're always like constantly seeing what all your coworkers are up to anyway, but it'll be five, six years down the road. And I'll not even be working on a production with that person again, but you'll be in the same like office building with them. You'll see them in the hall and you'll be like, Oh my God, how's your, how are your kids? What's going on? Did you move? (laughs) What project are you on? So it's fun. It's funny. You're in this like sort of like really tight Petri dish of production folks here in New York specifically, because there's so many in such a small space. Yeah. Uh, it's actually a lot of fun. That's great. It's a weird world we work in for sure. For sure, man. And so I want to get into your film here in a second, but I I do want people, people always have this romanticism with the big name projects, the big budget stuff. So, so I just, from your, from your perspective, um, you know, having, you know, worked on smaller projects and getting your foot in the door to now being on a show like Billions, which is a highly successful Showtime show. Is it what you thought it would be? Is it, you know, is it the dream that everybody should chase? Um, give me, like, let's just play a game of high-low. So here you are on this big show. You know, it's it's doing, it's successful. What's the high? What's the low? I just think it's nice sometimes for those that are, you know, maybe thinking about moving to New York or L.A. or chasing the, quote, dream to hear also, you know, some of the reality of, you know, of what that's like. Right. No, totally. I mean, the highs are on on good days, and I'd say the majority of days, the highs are very much um, it's it is what you would expect. There are certain times when I'll be on set and I'm watching Paul Giamatti do his thing, and I'm going to eat this like great craft service that we just kind of have laying there for us at all times, and like <laughs> everybody's just having a great time. And I'm walking to work because our stages are in Greenpoint, and I live right down the yeah. street. So we'll you know, let's pause. Yeah. That means you're close to Peter Pan Donuts. Oh, dude, I I I live and breathe Peter Pan Donuts. Oh, Are you kidding people me? don't know, man. People don't know. I I'm, love them. I am a donut evangelist, and I I have been to many a places and had many a donut in my day, and the best oh, yeah. donut on the planet comes from Peter Pan. All of them are better than any other place out there. And places like the Donut Plant, the newfangled places, those places are yep. they're they're posers, man. They don't even know. 
it is you're gonna see so so there you go my highs is i would say three <laughs> out of five days of the week i got i got one of our office pas will like just show up with like an assorted yes. two dozen of beer pants oh i'm it so jealous incredible it's so good so you, gotta, you gotta fight the, you know you gotta get there at like six o'clock in the morning or otherwise you're fighting all of the nypd standing there yeah. and that's not even a joke they're legit it's like <laughs> Like the entire NYPD forces at Peter Pan at 7 a.m. <laughs> That's I, I believe it, man. All right, so so you got good proximity. You can walk to work sometimes. You got other great moments where you're you're there with A-list talent. You're eating great food, all those sort of things. What what are the things that people don't know? What what are the things they don't hear about working on these type of shows? I mean, there's still well, there's still a grind and there's still a hustle bustle. They are they are, and there's definitely and and you know when you think about. billions there's not a ton of this but like you know say you take this project that i did up in boston which was this uh vince vaughn movie called unfinished business so uh, was it it was originally the business trip now it's called unfinished business and so i'm up there and that was just sort of a heavy sort of travel oriented show so there's a lot of things that sort of you don't think about how when you're dealing with logistics of people moving around from town to town and, you know, like even when you're working on a show in New York, a lot of people coming from L.A. to New York and things. So you're sometimes just have to be you try to avoid it and people are pretty sensitive to it. But sometimes you just have to realize you're working somewhat 24 seven. If somebody has something come up, they have to be in a different place. Something happens with family. All of a sudden, one of your actors or producers have to like change their flight at th- flight at three o'clock in the morning on like a Saturday you're just sometimes you're going to be the person that has to take that call and has to deal with that. Yeah. Um, and you know, and, and you know, the good productions, I'd say 99% of the productions, the ones worth for salt were like, you know, you get compensated for that time. You know, there, there's, there's, you know, it's not like you're just like for the love of the game, you're just having to do that. Right. Sometimes if you're on a smaller project, that's the reality. But like, if you're on like a larger legit show, like you get compensated and everything's fine and it gets dealt with and everybody's super appreciative. But like, Sometimes that happens, and sometimes you'll have a night shoot, and they'll want the office to be open all night. So then you're there till four or five in the morning. Sometimes you work on, you know, I did a movie called Premium Rush where we had to shoot down, shut down, you know, like dozens of blocks of Broadway right through Manhattan for you know a few days at a time for this bike chase that we were doing, and they are sure not going to let you do that for the most part during the week. So we had to work a wednesday through sunday schedule to where my off days were monday and tuesday and so like my wife is off on saturdays and sundays but i'm at our office in the west village just having to work so it's you know and 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 that was fun but it's different and people don't quite realize that and sometimes not often you got to deal with personalities that can be a little bit difficult and uh you know, it's, I mean, look, also back when I was a PA, back when I was a PA, forget it, probably a couple of years ago, every now and then some crazy thing will happen. And, you know, it, it, you just have those moments where you're just like, oh, yeah, red carpets and movie stars. I think I was like, I think I was having to like pick through a dumpster for some piece of paper that got <laughs> thrown away mistakenly at one point or something. And, yeah. you know, that's it, just one of those moments where I'm just like, look at me, mom, making movies. Yeah. Well, uh, I always tell people that, you know, they, you tell you tell them you're a filmmaker. You know you do commercials, or you know I do mainly. We do a lot of commercials and branding content at our company, and uh, Alex obviously shoots on a lot of the films in town. And you know people they they're like, oh, you got such a cool job. And I'm like, ninety percent of the filmmaking world sits on the back of a truck and smokes a cigarette while waiting to be told to do something. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> and they're and then they're kind of like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. like the other ten percent is doing what you think is cool. <laughs> Right. And it's like, you don't want to demystify it for people, but it's also yeah. like, I feel like we owe it to folks to just yeah. be like, that's 
you know, and I feel like whenever this comes up, I'm like, don't get me wrong. I have a super cool job and I love it and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Yeah. But you ha- you kind of have to be a little crazy to stick with it because no it's, it's, it's really like the hour, you know, and the pay, especially yeah. to start is just nothing. And, you know, the hours are insane. <laughs> the expectations are completely ludicrous. Yeah. So you, you got to be to get into it and actually stick with it. You kind of have to be your own brand of crazy exactly so well not only yeah. that not only that but you like many many filmmakers are are a whole nother level of crazy because not only do you enjoy it uh you enjoy the 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 ups and downs and the pain you know getting paid to do it you then volunteer and or invest your own time and energy to do your own projects oh yeah <laughs> and so yep. so that's where i want to transition into you know you say you have this romantic bowling alley comedy uh it's a feature <laughs> right Yep, feature length. So did you did you write it? Are you the director? How did we get how did how do we get from, you know, working in production on a Showtime show to hey, I'm going to make this romantic comedy in a bowling alley? <laughs> uh, well, you know, they everything kind of fed the process, both processes fed each other. So I um so I, I never wanted to completely dive into just the grind of working on other people's stuff. The goal has been and always will be to sort of like have it feed my own habit for storytelling. Um, so it's a, it's a story that I've had in mind for a long time. It's a script that I threw together just very loosely based off of an idea I had forever ago that was just what if there was a girl out there in the world that you know, had some sort of weird psychological hangup where she could only date dudes that are good bowlers. Um, <laughs> And everything just sort of spun from there. And, uh, and, and, you know, it sort of gave me an excuse to try and just write a script. I was like, look, this is something I know I'm going to do eventually. Why don't I just take this and see where it takes me? And I did that and moved on to something else and then went back to it and was like, all right, maybe I can polish this up a little bit. And that process just went on and on and on. And I just kept coming back to the script and I would show it to people and they'd be like, this is really good. Have you thought about doing X, Y, and Z? And like, had all these great people give me these great notes. And it just kind of came to a time where it was like, all right, this seems like it's something. And I'd worked on a few bigger productions at this point. I started to sort of like earn the favors that I would need to pull something like this sure. off. And I was like, all right, yeah, go for how, it. How long was that that process, the scripting, the revising, to where you felt like, okay, I'm ready to... I'm ready to pull the trigger and, and start to move towards production or pre-production. I mean, we're, look, I mean, we're looking at a few years, man. Like okay. I, you know, this, this, this thing, you know, it started as this college screenwriting project back in like early aughts. And then it was like 2010. I had this moment where I was like, all right, let's just like do something to where I'm shooting this so I can just sort of get the ball rolling with it. So I put together a short based on the first seven pages. And I think that was back in 2010. We did that. Okay. Um, and so I was like, I, people kept referring to it as, as a sizzle reel. I hate that term. I was yeah. like, I don't know that I'm down with that. That's not exactly what we're doing. It was more of like a standalone short version of just the first few pages yeah. uh, that I ended up referring to as a proof of concept that we uh, that we did with like these great people who were like New York actors at the time, or who are like most of them are like super famous now, and like were too famous to even be able to do the feature by the time that rolled around, which was funny. Uh, so we did that put a Kickstarter together uh, using that and some other like behind the scenes footage and like some other things that we did just specifically to make a Kickstarter video out of it, earn some money via that campaign. Did you guys, hit, able- did you hit your goal on that? We hit our, we hit our goal. We had like a 20 grand goal and we got up to like 26 grand. Great, man. 
um, which was huge. Yeah, I mean, back then, uh, people were like, you know, I'm like getting press. I'm like, how do you do a successful Kickstarter campaign? And I'm like, uh, be fortunate to not have a job for <laughs> like a month and then be able to, like, it's so much work to do those oh, things. Oh, yeah. yeah it's we a full-time did, commitment. Absolutely. And it's 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 so... Um, it's it can be so frustrating and and sort of disheartening as well if you you uh-huh. know what i mean like just we did a little short and it was man it was a it's a it's like a painful process yeah oh yeah so. yeah it's painful it's you know i heard <laughs> someone tell me at some point that they likened it to having a kid it's like it's like if you're going to put together a kick any sort of crowdsourcing crowdfunding whatever you want to call it thing it's sort of just like you can do it and you can create this thing and you can put it out into the world. But if you don't feed it every day, it's going to die, Yep. you know? So it just becomes this, like you have to have it as a full-time job. I don't know how yeah. people, I, I think that a lot of times when people fail with those things is when they just sort of like, they get it set up, they did put their video together. They and put their, it, yeah. and then they're just like, all right, let's just uh, wait for the money to roll in in 30 to 90 days. Right. And it's like, that's just, it just doesn't. Maybe it can work that way. I've never seen it work that way. Yeah. So, but so we, uh, so you got yes, some, we did that. You got yep. some money, and at that point, you're like, okay, what, what now? And so, how did you assemble your crew? I mean, you, you know, even just the basics. I mean, did you were these all friends and favors, or I mean, how did you get sort of your core team? A good, a good amount of it was so. So the Kickstarter money was like enough to like get a lawyer and hire the L- or create the LLC and all that sort of stuff. But then I sort of had to teach myself how to do actual private equity fundraising. Um, so that's a whole other. That could be a whole other podcast of, of like how to basically teach yourself how to be an entrepreneur and run a small business when really all sure. you want to do is make a bowling movie. But so. We and then once we finally got into that point, I just I got done with one. I got done with this movie called Admission, this Paul Rudd Tina Fey movie, and I was about to roll on to the next project. And we had gotten far enough along with this process to where I had to tell these people who just kept begging me to stay on and work on this other project with them. It was actually in the exact same office. It was this weird crosswords where they're like, "You can keep making money. It's going to be this other thing." And I was like, "Guys, I this is I got to go. I got to make my own project. I would never." do this otherwise, but I'm going to go make my own movie. And I finally just had to dig my heels in and just went down to Kentucky and started uh, making phone calls and figuring it out. Um, I knew that my good friend Tracy, who I went to college with at NKU actually, who was the lead in the short, was going to be the lead in the mo- in the feature as well because she's just uh, perfect for it. Like, I don't know if you watch the movie, like I can't imagine anybody else doing it. Yeah, I saw, um, I, I saw the trailer and she's she's great. She's got some quirky little moments. Yeah, she's she's terrific. Like she's like if I if I'd thought to like write it for her from moment one, it couldn't have been any better. So she's great. I knew that we had her on board. I started calling around to different DPs. I found my friend friend Jordan uh, via a woman named Dalmer who couldn't do it, but really strongly recommended Jordan because he was her gaffer for a little while and he was trying to get into doing uh, DP cinematographer work and he just came in and crushed it. Like one of the number one things we hear about the movie is how great it looks. And they're like, how much money did you have? And I'm like, uh, next to nothing and some pocket lint. And then (laughs) Jordan, Jordan Perot. Um, and so, and then we found a great AD to come on board who like, you know, had been doing like some second, second or like key PA work on larger projects that was into doing first AD work on a, on a smaller thing. Um, Local, we found a lot of good local crew down in Louisville. Um, yeah, man, they got they got a thing happening. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole, oh, especially now, there's a whole thing happening with all the new incentives and everything. So I'm really looking forward to bringing some stuff down there again soon. So it just sort of went from there, and then we we hired a couple of sort of out of town actors, but not a ton because I really wanted to try and keep it as local as I could. Like I said, I reached out to everybody from the short, yeah. and uh, and sort of you know that, that we were we were down to to have back, and you know everybody. You know, Tommy Sadowski at the time is on like Newsroom, and I'm saying he's like, "Oh man, I would," but and I'm like, "Yeah, dude, you're on an Aaron Sorkin show. I get it. Like, of course you can't come to Kentucky." <laughs> like, uh, but then we started doing some casting there locally, and found just so many killer people. Like, you know, Sarah East, who actually ran the auditions for us at Heyman Talent down there in Louisville, ended up being in the movie. That's actually a funny story. She like brought six or seven young ladies in to read for the part and then like went out of the room was like oh we have one more and then came back in herself to do an audition and i was like <laughs> she crushed it and i'm like why did you just waste everybody's time why didn't you just like tell me you were perfect because you are and then this you know sean keller who's in the movie who just is another just complete standout like he's just hilarious a guy um ben evans and you know lauren maxwell all these really really great people just kind of came out of the woodwork and really i just have louisville to thank for that and their whole scene down there and they really came through for us and the locations we found were, were clutch and like it's just really i mean we we shot the big final tournament at the bowling alley that my parents have been going to for years you know like That's i was awesome. just i was just there last week i was home visiting family and i'm like getting these flashbacks of both like growing up in this bowling alley and also having shot a movie there and then i'm like <laughs> there bowling with like my parents friends it was it was crazy so that's, yeah i mean it all just kind of came together yeah it was great that's awesome man so the uh as far as like you know where did the film well well first of all let me just delve back in did you were you the writer director oh yeah sorry okay. uh, so yeah, yeah, yeah uh wrote wrote the script directed it was the lead producer on it had you know quite a bit of help from another couple folks uh, in that latter part uh this woman laura morton mattingly and uh my good good buddy lyman creason who just also does freelance here in new york and was like oh he's also from louisville he's like i'll come down and i'll like maybe i'll help you out for a couple of days and he just got down to louisville and just basically full-blown produced the movie with us which yeah. was amazing That's awesome. um yeah so i yeah i pulled triple quadruple duty <laughs> like yeah. like you know like and you do on these indie projects you know you just kind of whatever needs exactly. to be done and what was, a, what was the what was the runtime how many pages were you guys shooting a day what was the runtime on it well i the script we did a decent amount of improv i think the the script itself i think was around maybe like 88 pages or something okay. like that the final version and the yeah. final runtime of the movie is, is is almost exactly like page per minute you know it almost it almost hit it right sure. on the head so i think with credits and everything we're at like 91 92 something but it's you know i didn't want to make I, I i'm a pretty firm believer that any sort of comedy unless you're like judd apatow and can pull off like the perfect balance of like the dramedy like any sort of like straight up comedy romantic comedy kind of thing shouldn't be over 90 minutes so i think yeah. we, we did pretty well in that respect Good. So, so you get the film in the can. What was your strategy to to share it with the world to release it? Did, was it uh, was it all about festivals? What what are you guys doing with it? You know, where's where's it at? What's the status? We um well we're, I mean, we're available now. If you're an Amazon Prime uh, member, you can actually watch the movie for free. Um, which you know is something I wasn't aware. Of. They told me that you know, the distributor, the distribution company that came through for us, this co great company called Gravitas. They were like, "Yeah, you're on Amazon Prime. You know, if you're a member, you can watch it for free on there." And I was like, "That's cool." Except, does that mean we don't get any money from? Them? No, no, no. So every like minute someone watches, even as a Prime member, we still get a little, um, a little tick like per minute of of money coming our way. So it's great. We're also on iTunes. Uh, we're on 
that's another thing with distribution. You get these companies involved, and they just have a, I didn't even know, like, I, you can watch our movie on your Xbox. I didn't even know that was a thing. Huh. Uh, PlayStation, there's this uh, service called Vudu uh, that we're on. We're on a lot of video on demand, like, through, I, definitely through Verizon. I know we're available, I think, through Cox Cable, Charter. Uh, if you just click your like on demand button on your um, on your cable box, we're on a lot of those. Yeah. Uh, I think you can buy the movie through YouTube. So we're all over the place. But okay. the plan, the plan really was just to get it out into the world however we could. And um, and so I we we went to a couple festivals. That was great. Uh, didn't want to dump too much money into the whole like traveling you know because that just stuff that gets pricey you know like jumping yeah. around from festival to festival uh and not just the entry fees even um but so we i sent it out to a number of different distributors kind of thinking that we may just end up because it's such a quirky little weird movie we might just end up self-distributing if we needed to and i sent it out to just a bunch of different distributors i'd vetted through other filmmakers that i'd heard were, were good and reputable and you know we got interest from about a half a dozen different ones and i sort of weighed them out and check references on everybody and, and this gravitas company was like definitely a standout and they've been great for us um so we you know this whole it was this most this is one of my like fancy like look mom making movies kind of things like i was like at sundance for my first time ever meeting with the guy from the distribution distribution company who's gonna like put our put my first feature out and i like sit down on main street in park city and like do like my handshake deal i was like this is it guys I've, i'm doing i'm doing the movie thing it was really funny it's like my <laughs> first sundance and like doing the handshake for a distribution deal on this dumb little idea i'd had forever ago that's finally like out there for the world to see that's great and um, the, the dumb little idea is called split correct yeah split the Which, world's first romantic bowling comedy it's right yeah so yeah so you can under yeah go on go on into that it's been a little <laughs> tricky for us so i i can imagine uh at some point you started to get market confusion with the m night movie right yeah a little bit it, well what's funny is that we sort of had you know, this distribution conversation was in place. The movie was done. We were just putting some polishing together with like sound and, you know, music and doing the color and everything. I, I think it was someone sent me like a text message that was like, Hey, have you seen this? And it was the announcement that M night was going to be doing a movie about multiple personalities called split. And I was like, <laughs> Oh man, what are you talking? I really thought it was one of those things where you could just like, make up a fake news article and send it to somebody. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, look, I stressed about it for a little bit. And then after a while I was like, all right, I don't, it's, it's whatever. It's a very, it's a popular five letter word. What are you going to do? You know, yeah. our movies, our movies been around, you know, like, you know, it's going to be what it's going to be. Let's see what happens. Were you and, worried? Were you, were you worried that like the, the Hollywood muscle might just say cease and desist, you can't use it or anything like that. Or I, I don't uh, know that they would be able to. Well, that's the thing. I never, I think people sort of initially when seeing that sort of were concerned. I was never concerned because I knew that, you know, I, I'm such a like sort of buttoned up nerdy guy that like I'd done the whole, like we're copyrighted. We're with the WGA. We, I, everything was protected from our end and I knew that we'd been around much longer. So I, I didn't, I knew that wasn't going to be a problem. What I was concerned about, was that they were going to find out about us and then it was going to be some sort of call from them being like, so how do we, you know, you know, like almost like they would have to yeah. change their, like change their status. Yeah. You know, after they'd already made this announcement, 
which I was like, okay, I'll be ready for that. And we'll like have that conversation. It's not a big deal. Like you announce a movie is going to be called one thing and then you change the title. That's happened a million times. Um, but really like it's, it's really nothing's happened except for it's just been, there was, there's been some sort of, the only thing, the only thing that's really happened is there's been a little bit of an unfortunate, uh, something happened on some sort of torrent freebie something site where like, you, you could, if that's how you like take your content, you know, you, there was a, a point at which very early on when the, the other split, when the M night split came out, I guess on this service, you would click on what you very distinctly thought was the James McAvoy movie. And like everything was labeled as that. And you would click on it and then our movie would start. And so there's <laughs> been a lot of people online that have been very upset. Well, you know, some pleasantly surprised or pleasantly just like, oh, whatever. But lots of people being like, what is going on? Why am I watching a bowling movie? I wanted to see James McAvoy kidnap and murder a bunch of people. And now what? It's it. So the, ra- the ranges of reactions have been, have been, you know, gone from just like unfortunate to hilarious. So it's, that's you know, funny. It's the, that's really... That's really been about the the long and short of it. So, so uh, what what is um, so so the films out there? You guys you guys are doing the thing. You've you've accomplished this goal that you had set out years ago, right? So you reached the mountaintop. Now what? I mean, what do you are you bored? Do you got a new project? Are you you know what what's the thing now? You know, because I think never, as creatives, yeah. we always chase this thing that we think we want, but really, what we want is just the chase. Oh, totally. No, absolutely. You're 100% right. Uh, yeah, I mean, mountaintop to a, to a degree, sure, but also it's exactly what you're saying. Like, I, yeah, of course, I've got a number, countless ideas that I'm sort of working on. Uh, you know, I, I got a couple specs for TV scripts that are going. My, the next feature I definitely know that I want to direct. I have a, a rough draft to that. I just finished actually a couple weeks ago that it is making sort of like the rounds with who I think our lead's going to be and like, uh, you know, a producer friend of mine whose notes I trust and, you know, things like that. You know, like the wife's read it and is going to, is giving me some feedback. So like that's in the early stages of like trying to figure out what that's going to be. And I'm going to sort of dabble into one of my favorite genres with that one, which is horror. And so we're going to jump away from comedy a little bit and go more into like a horror. It's kind of a horror comedy, but a little bit more of a straightforward uh, creature kind of horror movie. Sure. But so there's that, but there's also like, you know, a couple treatments bouncing around. I'm also working on this documentary that's like a academic tenure project for my buddy that works at this university up in Michigan. So yeah, I'm, I'm constantly just like anybody else, yourself included, I'm sure like creative minded person, like I'm overextended at all times, but like I wouldn't have it in any, any other way. Um, <laughs> but also still, you know, there's still work that has to be done on split from time to time, you know, like notwithstanding even just like doing podcasts like this, which is so much fun and still like talking about the movie and sort of, you know, and you still got to keep active with your investors and kind of keeping them up to date on what's going on. So there's, there's, it's a little bit, a little bit of everything uh, all at once, but yeah, always momentum moving forward for sure. It's mostly specifically geared towards getting this documentary festival ready by the end of the year uh, with my bud and, uh, and working on this, this, uh, this like horror feature that I'm hoping to, but fingers crossed, at least sort of have a plan in place to start shooting uh, next year, if not the year after. Man, that's really cool. So for our, our listeners, um, you know, what are the things you, what are the takeaways you, you learned in the process of split from, you know, 
everything from the the writing to the fundraising to the production to the promotion the distribution what are some things where like now you're like man if 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 I could just share this with a couple people, I could save them some heartache. I could save them some, some headache and give them hope. Like what, what would those things be? Totally. Um, Oh man, I, I feel like there's so many, I'm trying to, it's just certain ones that jump to mind with this This is a very good question, by the way. Um, what would jump to mind, I think is sort of just be flexible with, with your resources, knowing that, Knowing that as long as what it is, as long as the most important thing to you is to make sure that the story gets told. Once you've decided that you're going to do this thing, that the story needs to be told, and it's something that you are going to power through no matter what. You just have to realize that that's exactly what you're doing. It's a, it's a no matter what kind of scenario. In other words, there was a scenario when we were making Split, and we were reaching out to like these bigger names to come in, and we were going to like spend this ton of money to like get you know people from like. TV shows that you would have heard of and like get them to come in for like a day or two to do little bit parts. And like, you know, it's a very popular indie film model. Um, and, you know, we were talking about making it for like a much larger, more significant amount of money. And, you know, you, you sort of get closer and closer and, and you, the world just sort of started closing in to a point to where it was just like, all right, well guys, there's no point in sort of like dragging our feet on this. Let's just like, re you know tighten the scope a little bit and just see like what is absolutely necessary to do this thing like i even i have it framed in my billions office actually right now this thing that we did during the making of split where i just did this like this like, this breakdown of like all right what do you actually need yeah. to make a movie and it was like camera actors food <laughs> yeah absolutely like and i was like as long as we have these three things we're going to be able to pull something off exactly. so it was uh, it was one of those moments where it was just sort of like, don't have too rigid of an idea of what you think, what you think it has to be. Just know that as long as it's your project and you maintain a vision of what you want that story to be, that you're going to find a way to make it happen. I, I just and I did this Reddit AMA the other day where somebody asked me kind of a similar thing, where it was like, what's the one thing? And and really what it came down to is I was just like, finish. Just finish yeah. the movie. Once you get started, figure out how it's going to happen and just finish. Because I hear all these stories about people who are like, oh, I had this thing and I wrote this script and we got so far along and then uh, and then it just never went anywhere. And I'm like, I don't internally know how you could do that. Yeah, you got like, yeah, to see it through. through. Yeah, for sure. For yeah. sure. Now, that's some great feedback, too. And, and just to build on some of that, like, you know, you, you mentioned in the three things food. Food is like currency. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And if you can, if you can, if you can, yeah, if you can tell your crew like, Hey, look, we're going to feed you good food versus just like shitty pizza. Oh you, yeah. You can get better crew. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and it's just, it's such a huge morale thing too, you know? Yeah. Just like it, it, it's such a, and it's a thing that people sort of kick by the wayside sometimes where it's like, yeah, yeah, we'll make sure they eat, you know, like let's focus on the, and it's like, and you do want to focus what's going on screen. You want to, you want to focus on, yeah. on the story. You want to focus on all that, but it's really, nobody's going to be able to focus on that if they're hungry, you know, like hanger is a real thing. <laughs> oh that yeah. Is, well, that we is had, a shooting, scientifically proven thing for yeah, sure. Shooting our, uh, our short, we, one day we, we, uh, we were able to belly up and get this great little Indian place in town that has awesome Indian. And everybody was like, 
we're eating Indian and like they just like went crazy. <laughs> it was a lot of fun, but um, yeah. Man. So yeah, so what's what's uh you know what's 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 next for you as far as you know projects? Are you do you have another show lined up? I mean you know that sort of thing. How uh, and how can people like get in touch with you? How can they hire you if if somebody has a a project in New York or elsewhere and and you fit the bill? Like how do people get in touch with you? Uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, so I am, you know, I'm the usual, like I'm on IMDb, I, you know, it's Facebook, all that sort of stuff. Like I am, uh, you know, if, if all else fails, you know, Facebook, it's just facebook.com slash the Jamie Buckner, uh, just because I thought that was funny. Uh, and then I'm just Jamie Buckner, J A M I E B U C K N E R, uh, on Twitter. You can get me that way. Also like, you can find the movie and that's going to find its way to me too. So like we're twitter.com slash split the movie, not split okay. movie. Cause right. then you'll get the McAvoy sure. split the movie. Um, and then facebook.com slash split the movie, uh, derbycityproductions.com also has all the different ways you can watch split. It's got our trailer, uh, up there, but it's also, if you click on the Amazon button, it'll take you to Amazon. If you click on the iTunes, it'll take you to split on iTunes. Um, yeah, and then any of those any of those roads will, will lead back to me, and especially yeah, if you if there's like freelance projects, you know, like like I said, I'm kind of Kentucky boy through and through. I'm always looking for a way to get back down there. Uh, I'm in New York most of the time. Otherwise, Billions season three, we're getting ready to go back. I'm gonna kind of get hot back into that probably in July. That'll go till probably March or April, and we'll you know afford me a little bit of like free time and income to start really like buckling down on this horror script and in project and maybe start getting some balls rolling with that. And then from there, man, it's just sort of whatever comes up next, you know, like if they'll have me back for, you know, assuming there's a season four of billions, I might come back for that. Uh, but there's always going to be that hiatus in between that TV folks I've learned recently. Like they're always trying to hustle into like a pilot or like a quick yeah. little feature in between there. So I think I'm probably going to, Actually, before July, even I'm I'm set to probably go do this little indie feature that I'll line produce here and like kind of just a little ways upstate here in New York. So, it's it's always a little something, man. Or there's always little side <laughs> projects coming up. You For know, sure. Showtime called me to do something with another show they had going. You know, a few a few uh, weeks ago that I helped them out with for a little bit. So it's just it's all about the hustle, man. You just kind of, especially with the freelance thing, when you're, it's so funny having to explain to people sometimes, and I'm sure you guys get it too. It's like, so who do you work for? It's like uh, me, really. <laughs> I just kind of work for me, man. It's all about just that's when you that's that's when you, that's when you say, are you hiring? <laughs> yeah, right, 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 right. Maybe you. What do you got yeah, going on? Hey, what do you got going on? So. uh well, man, it's been a lot of fun chatting with you. I, I might be coming into town in June, so if so, if you're in town, man, let's try to meet up at uh, Peter Pan Donuts. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And, man. Uh, I'm and down for that anytime. Yeah, hang hang out there with the uh, with the with the locals. So, right. um, thanks again, man, for being on the show. We really appreciate it. Keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it's great to hear filmmakers just getting after it, and it's fun that you're able to uh, have the best of both worlds. You know, you got your day job working for for productions like showtime and whatnot and then you got your passionate projects where you're doing your own stuff so that's awesome man hats off to you uh keep kicking butt and um hopefully you know uh you know some of the stuff you shared today is is an inspiration to our listeners and across the country and the world who they've got this film that maybe they haven't quite pulled the plug on yet and you know i think after today hopefully they're going to get they're going to get uh get it done 
like you yeah, said. Yeah, I really, yeah, I really, yeah, absolutely. And I, I hope, you know, encourage anybody out there listening for sure. Feel free to reach out to me in any of those ways that we talked about and just, just hit me up. I'm a very, very approachable dude. You can also just like, listen, if you want to just drop an email to Derby city productions at Gmail, you know, like we're always, we're always looking at that too. So pop it over and, uh, and just, yeah, man, just keep after it. And just, just honestly, just keep telling stories, man. That's what, that's what makes the world go around. Right. We've been doing it for how many thousands of years at this point we'll just we'll just keep it up people yeah. will keep watching it and we'll keep on making it exactly all right jamie well thanks so much man we'll talk and uh, we'll grab that donut in uh some in in the coming months oh yeah baby all right well, man all right cheers. take it easy thanks cheers all right wow what great insight we got there the jamie buckner director right. writer of split uh it's the romantic comedy bowling movie not the James McAvoy thriller from M. Night Shyamalan, but shares the same name. Both movies, I'm sure, are great. Um, a lot of great insight there, a lot of great things he shared. And and I think, you know, what I want you listeners to consider is, you know, don't don't let your life as a filmmaker be paralyzed because you're not in New York or you're not in LA or you're not on the big show. Um, you got a project, you've got a dream. Just go make it. Just go get it done. Check it off the list. Get one done and then move to the next thing. Um, and, you know, if, if you want to work in this industry, then just start working in the industry. Um, and no matter where you're at, whether it's a local place like Cincinnati, Louisville, Wichita, um, or, you know, New York and, and L.A., there's going to be projects that are just great and there's going to be projects that suck. And, and sometimes you're going to you're going to have that mountaintop moment where you get to work on a, a great project with a big company and you might find that you hate it. So um, I just think, you know, one of the things I feel really uh, committed towards is to dispel this sort of Hollywood myth that everything is great and the grass is greener and it's all just roses and magic when you finally make it to the big time. I think sometimes you can uh, find out that right where you're at, whatever town you're in, doing your thing um, is right where you want to be. So uh, that's my tip for the day. I feel like uh, in here by myself, I feel like I'm like, uh, you know, like Dr. Dr. Ferris giving the, uh, the advice, you know, love line or something like that. Um, speaking of love, uh, one quick thing before we wrap up the show. Alex might not actually be married. We'll catch you up to speed on that on the next podcast. All right. Cheers. This podcast was recorded live at Sound Images Studio. Find out more at soundimages.com.